back to another episode of Millennial Entrepreneur. My name's Sina and I love following journeys of other young entrepreneurs. However, in this episode, it's a little bit different because we're not actually talking to a young entrepreneur. In this episode, I'm actually talking to Tess, a therapist and coach that focuses on improving the lives of young adults. It's a very different episode to the sort of the stuff that we've done before, but I know you guys will have massive value from this episode. We spoke about whether it's good to set high goals as young people, how to set them in the best way possible, or are we just setting ourselves up for anxiety in the future? It's a question I've asked myself so many times and Tess talks about it. It's a very, very eye-opening thing what we, what we talked about. I, I open up obviously about why that's happening to me and um, yeah, we talk about it. And also the negative effects of the recent grind culture, the impacts on us as young people and also how we can overcome the toxic effects of it. And also the commonality of imposter syndrome amongst young people and how we can deal with it as well. It's a really, really great episode and I highly recommend you stay to the very end because there's, there's a lot of value in this one. So that brings me to this week's shout out. So in case you don't know, every week I'm giving a shout out to someone who's left a written review on Apple Podcasts. And this week it goes to Yusuf who says, love it. One of the most real and honest entrepreneur podcasts out there. Seen as an awesome job of getting great young entrepreneurs with interesting businesses on and asking genuinely insightful questions. Wow, that means so much. Thank you so much, Yusuf, for, for giving me that amazing comment. It gives me a lot of motivation to carry on. Um, I always love you know, hearing that you guys are enjoying it. So if you do enjoy these sort of episodes and you want to get a shout out like Yusuf, please do leave a written review with your name on Apple Podcasts and I'll give you a shout out in the next episode. You have my word. All right, that's it from me. Enjoy the episode. Hey Tess, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Yeah, very, very good, thanks. I'm really excited to have you on the podcast because I know, you know, from anyone listening, we've we've had so many really cool entrepreneurs on the podcast before and, you know, people from all sort of different backgrounds and, you know, whether, whether they're just starting out or whether they've sold their business or whether they've just raised investment and they're, they're, they've, they've been at very different stages, but they've all kind of shared the same thing of starting their own business, you know, through inspiring pathways. But I feel like this episode will be a bit different in that respect because obviously a big part of entrepreneurship, a big part of starting your business is overcoming so many different challenges. Challenges. I mean, I mean, I could go on, you know, my personal challenges and business challenges that I've, that I've gone across. But yeah, a, bi- a big part of that is obviously overcoming certain personal challenges. And I think you're perfectly placed to talk about that. So I can't wait to kind of dig in deeper from your experience and from your journey as to, you know, give a lot of value to people starting their own business in, in the day of today, because it's, as we kind of mentioned before we hit record, today is very different to starting your own business, you know, like any sort of being a young person uh, 20 years ago, for instance. Yes, no, it is. It is. And this is what um, got me very interested in working with young adults is that, um, that the world that we live in because of social media, because of the internet, because of the advanced changes, because of COVID, because of everything that's been happening in our world, the, um, the, the, what our psyches take in every day, what we experience every day is so, um, so different. And what's really important to recognize is, you know, our brains don't fully form until we're 25. And so there are a lot of people out there whose brains are still forming and still developing and that are, you know, being inundated with so many images of, of what's going, you know, what's going on in the world that it is very, very easy 
to let what happens on social media, what, what all of the information that you're taking in derail you from reaching whatever goals it is that you want, but especially here, you know, becoming an entrepreneur, creating your own thing. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. I think what would be perfect before we kind of go on is is for, for the audience to really like learn about who you are. So I guess like just a very short description of, of who you are, what your work's been, you know, entailing and, and stuff like that before we, before we go on. Sure. Um, so I am a licensed psychotherapist and I'm also a board certified coach. And so um, I've been working with people for over 15 years. The last 10, I've been working with young adults. Um, I, uh, it all started because I opened a practice in downtown San Francisco. I live in uh, California and young adults started showing up millennials. And I was like, oh, these are these millennials I've heard so much about. Um, and what I found was working with them, uh, was that, that there was the world that we lived in is so radically different than the world that was existed when I was in my twenties. And the 20-something into the 30s years are really about developing who you are, what you want, making big decisions about your life. And it's such an important, critical time. But how we perceive this time to be and, and what a lot of young people think this time of their lives is about isn't at all what it's about. And so that's really what I do is I help people on an individual level at, at companies and um, groups online really try to navigate the 20 something years into the 30s that's really interesting you said something very interesting that i haven't really i've heard it before but not so in that context you said what they think their life is about it's not really what it's about what, what do you mean by that well there seems to be some sort of myth where for 20 somethings where they feel like i need to figure out exactly what i want to do for a career who I want to, you know, do I want to be in a relationship? Do I not want to be in a relationship? What that looks like, um, you know, have the apartment or home, have everything totally neatly laid out, or at least you're on some sort of path to success by the time you turn 30. And if you haven't achieved these things or checked the boxes by the time that you've turned 30, then somehow you've made some sort of mistake or you're, you know, you failed in some way, shape or form. And, you know, when you're young, when you're in high school and college, the way in which you sort of look out ahead of, of adulthood and how you perceive it is so right. It's a fantasy. It's open-ended. You haven't become an adult yet. So how do you know really what it's going to be like? And so a lot of times people, you know, they create these checklists for themselves. They create this, this, um, belief of how their lives should look like by the time they turn 28, 29, 30. And what happens is, is that life happens. It's much more complicated and difficult than anyone ever tells us. And, and, um, and so a lot of times people feel like they failed before they've even started. Um, and so what, what's really important is trying to um, figure out for yourself, like how, how do I utilize this time of my life and how do I let go of the checklist and the have tos and whatever this fantasy was that I created for myself, this belief that I created for myself when I was 16 around what my life should look like when I'm an adult. This, this is a very, very like amazing topic that I want to dig into deeper because I've obviously spoken to however many young people, like on this podcast, it's been about 70 episodes, right? This is episode number 71. And 
and of course, like throughout my experiences of, of, of speaking to young people, you know, with charity events or, you know, speaking, speaking at universities and stuff like that, this is, this is a big, a big thing that, that people do is, is and I, I've been very guilty of it earlier in my life. I, I set very, you know, rigid timelines. I, I want to do this by 25. I want to do this by 26. And in my mind and in, in many other young people's minds, it's kind of their way of being ambitious and setting goals and kind of like, you know, setting themselves up for success as it were. This is, this is something that I really want to ask you because this is such a thing that's conflicted in my mind is that what is this sort of different? Like at what stage do you go from you're setting goals, you're being ambitious, you're being driven to, to, you know, set yourself up for the best way possible and, and motivate yourself in both your personal life and your business or you're setting yourself up for unrealistic goals and anxiety in the future and that's just negative like do you see do you see this sort of it's difficult to kind of draw the line there no and 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 i can understand how that's really confusing and i think this is the part that's really tricky is is that yes you should we all it's good to have goals it's good to have plans it's good to create plans for yourself it's about what you really want to do is you want to, there's nothing wrong with being ambitious. You want to have goals for yourself, but it's also, it's not so much about just getting to the goal. Cause that's a lot of what I see is a lot of people, they, they create these goals for themselves of I'm going to do this thing by this age. And yeah, they put their nose down, they work really hard, they get there, but by the time they get there, they realize like, Oh, wait a second. You know, not only have I been, not paying attention to my life or anything that's going on around me. Um, but I thought that achieving this particular goal was going to make me happy. And so what's really important about anybody who, you know, whether you want to start your own business or whatever it is that you want to do, you have to enjoy the process, right? Successful entrepreneurs are the ones and the, and the happy entrepreneurs are the ones who like the process of building something, growing something, all of that. There's a lot of people out there that they they pick certain things or certain careers or, or things that they want to do simply because they think like, well, once I reach this goal, I'll be happy. That That's, that's what's going to make me happy. And so that's the part that's really important is, is that it's important to have a direction that you want to go in, but you're, it, you also need to be flexible about it. You need to be aware of, well, I've started this business and I've been doing this for six months or a year. How do I feel? Am I enjoying the process? Do I enjoy what I'm doing? Do I enjoy what I'm building? You know, yes, there's stressors, of course, but are the stressors such that I feel like I can manage them? And, um, and that just fuels me, you know, all of that, all of those feelings, it's, our lives are, they're happening now. They're in the here or in the present. And so that's the part that's really important is that you really have got to figure out, like, am I enjoying it, enjoying the process? Am I happy now? Am I, am I happy within my life? Not thinking that once I achieve this goal, once I check this box, this will make me happy. I completely agree with you there. There's so many people, including myself, you know, previously, and I'm still kind of working through this, is that when when the process comes about and I'm like, oh, I enjoy the process and I'm I'm doing all this sacrifice as well so I can get to where I want to be um at a at a faster rate, I do tend to go into that space of, and I know a lot of other young people are guilty of this, always working for the future. And it's like, 
constantly, constantly working for the future, getting to that next stage, next, next stage, more, more users, more growth, all of this stuff. But it's like, the more and more you work for the future, the less you enjoy today, the less you enjoy the actual moment, the less you enjoy the process, as you mentioned. So I guess, like, where do you kind of draw the line between enjoying today, enjoying the process, and then just like, working for the future, if that makes sense. Yeah, and I think that as much as people might not like this answer, a lot of it's got to do with you, you know, how you feel about it. I mean, so we we really want, we all want to have this like manual for our lives. We all want to have this manual for ourselves. And that's the thing is, is that you design the manual for you. You know, how we understand ourselves, how we grow as people, all of that, that's all you, it's all internal. So it's hard to answer that question. There isn't sort of a, an exact answer of this is the moment where you should stop and smell the roses. And this is a moment where you should put your nose to the grindstone. It's really about, you know, asking yourself these questions of what is going on here? Like, am I enjoying working all the time? You know, am I, how are my relationships with other people? You know, do I feel satisfied? Do you know how if and I think this is one of the things about COVID that that really woke a lot of people up was this idea of if everything was going to stop and if I was going to just be, you know, make my circle really small and not go anywhere and not do anything, who are the people that I want in my home with me? And who, you know, what's the work that I want to do? Who do I want to surround myself? Like, what does that look like? And so it really forces people to ask themselves questions about like, how happy am I with, with these things? And so only you, the individual can ask yourself um, what that is. And, and it's not about constantly like, well, I'm happy today, but I'm not happy, you know, and then waking up the next day being like, I'm not happy today, like living, you know, in that moment to moment, like constantly um, going up and down of, you know, sometimes I'm happy, sometimes I'm not. It's, it's, you know, for a period of time when you're not happy, right? You know that you're in this state. So we all have bad days. We all have, you know, days that aren't the best. It's not about that. It's much more about you being very aware, each of us being very aware of our thoughts, our feelings, how how we are in the world and understanding that and then making decisions based on that. And I, you know, and I think that this is, it's, it's a very interesting thing because, you know, the world, this is one of the other things about technology. People talk a lot about how, you know, technology has affected young people. And the thing that we tend to always focus on is social media and comparisonitis and all of that. And that's really important. It's very critical. But one thing that is, is that what people forget uh, about technology is, is that we've created a, a system and a society for ourselves where there is no off button. You know, my first job out of college, and I was a very, I've always been a very, you know, driven, ambitious person. But my first job out of college, I worked 930 to 530. When 530 hit, I worked at a small office with just two other people. When, ninth, when 530 hit, we um, pretty much shut everything down, you know, turned off the lights, locked the door and left. And my boss had no way of getting a hold of me unless I was home and she called me at home. And my boss would even never even think about calling me at home because the lines and boundaries between being at home and, and having your you time that's personal 
my time and work time, those boundaries were so um, clear and clear cut. And so what's happened with, with technology is, is that we now have like zero boundaries between work and life. And what happens for young people is, is that, you know, young people, they start new jobs, they start their own companies. And there's this attitude that if I can work, I should be working. And what we've put on young people is we've sort of made them have to figure out and define their own boundaries at work. And that takes a lot. I, I work with, you know, managers and, and cause I do some executive coaching. So I'll work with managers and older people and, and I'll ask them about this and I'll say, well, you know, so-and-so knows that if I, if I email them on a Saturday that I don't respect, I don't expect a response. And what I'm trying to tell them is, is like, if you're 22, 23, you're new to the workforce and your boss messages you on a Saturday, you know, of course it's going to create some anxiety around like, should I respond? Should I not respond? Right. So we've created exactly what you're talking about. We've created this subculture, this culture of, well, grind it out, you know, just put your head down and go in there and have no boundaries and respond to people, be the first one to respond, you know, all of that, that kind of mentality that we've had. And, and I, and I think it's incredibly destructive that people need to have boundaries between work time and personal time. But the problem is, is that not only has social media made it this hashtag hustle thing where it's like, you know, that's the only way to be, we've created these systems for people who maybe not even, who aren't even like trying to do their own thing or don't even pay attention to the hashtag hustle, but we've created these systems for them where so-and-so who's working in an office has no idea you know, when to have personal time or how to set a boundary with people or is too afraid to. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I think it's worse when it's your own actual business though, because it's like, as you say, with an office, like although although the lines are getting blurred, you know, set and they're set by, you know, the structure and hierarchies and the people above them. When it comes to you managing your own time, you are the, the person that sets those boundaries. And if you and if you are taking in all these influences from social media, from your external sort of influences and stimuli from anywhere, really, like talking to other people who don't really paint the full picture of what entrepreneurship is and all of that stuff. I don't know. It could be anything. It's like you think you have to match that. You think you have to be that way. And like for me personally, it's got to that stage, I'd say, where I'm working my business so much now that because of covid right like during lockdown that's that's all i was doing i was just inside it's got to the stage now where it, it is difficult for me to turn off because if i'm not on my laptop if i'm not working if i'm not talking to someone then i feel guilty that that guilt feeling is there and it's very difficult to get that guilt out of like oh i should be working now i guess like my question to you is how do you get away from that how do you deal with that that feeling yeah i mean i think that that it's it's about being able to take a step back back and ask yourself um you know what what's important to me how do i want to live my life and it, are the behaviors that i'm in you know are the behaviors that i'm indulging in right now are is this going to help me you know how is this going to help me in the long haul like you know, how does it's, it's as simple as even asking yourself, like, how does my body feel? You know, how does my brain feel? How do I feel? You know, at, just doing a general audit of your life of like your mind, your body, the relationships that you have, that guilt that you feel. And I hear this a lot from people 
the guilt that you feel, yes, is real. And it's not about denying the feelings, but it's also about being able to say, okay, yes, I'm having this feeling of guilt. Um, and at the same time, I know that, you know, rest is a good thing for me. Relaxation is a good thing for me. I know that I want to have, you know, better relationships with the people in my life. So that means I need to stop working and show up to this thing over here because it's important to my family or a friend. Um, you know, it's, it's being able to say, okay, yeah, I have this feeling. And at the same time, this is not how I, you know, this is not how I want to live my life. And I know on a larger scale that me not working today or me working less is it can and is a good thing. I think that the piece of it is, is that it's really about shifting and changing your viewpoint and your perception of rest and relaxation. That's the thing is that we have this attitude that, you know, if you take time off, you're lazy, or we have this attitude that relaxation or rest in any way, shape or form means that you're weak or you can't handle it. And so it's really a personal thing of you deciding and choosing for yourself. Like, I know that that's not true. I know that I'm not lazy. I know that, that, you know, me getting eight hours of sleep or me, you know, prioritizing these other things in my life uh, is going to be what's bet much better for me, you know, not only today, but in the future, it's just making a, it's, it's making the personal choice to change your perception of how you see these things. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. I think that's a really good message to put. Um, is I mean, it is difficult. It is it is very difficult for sure, uh, especially when you know there's there's people that kind of like they love to say that they're busy or they're tired or you know these these things are kind of worn as like some sort of a badge of honor. And it's like uh, when you get all those different people saying those things, it's like that culture is kind of enforced, and not just in a, in, a, in a workplace, but I'm talking about social media that and those influences that you get. Um, so that's why I think it's like it's quite challenging. Yes. Well, and I think that then it's about, right, it's about you saying, okay, you know, I know this is something that is new for me. This is a new feeling. And, um, and I don't think that like using the time to relax and going on social media and looking at these influencers is the best use of your time, right? So some of it is, is that it's really about you curating and deciding like what, what information and messages am I going to let into my world? And what am I going to, you know, what am I going to skip over and not follow? See, that's one of the differences, right? That it used to be pre-internet was you would have to go and seek out information, right? Go to the library, you know, find the books, you know, seek it out yourself, talk to someone who's in the know. The, the way things are now is because information is constantly coming at us. You know, we now have to be the curators of information. And so we have to decide individually, what, who am I going to listen to? Who am I not going to listen to? What information am I taking in? What am I not taking in? All of that. So I would say that if, if you, if you believe that, you know, if you feel like I, I need to get out of this hashtag hustle, you know, grind culture that I'm in, then part of it is, is that making these conscious choices to create an environment for yourself where you are, you're supporting it. Right. Because it's, it's going to be impossible for you to, you know, make changes and do some of these things if you're constantly hopping back on and following someone who is all for the, you know, the grind. 
A topic so many of you struggle with, including myself on several different occasions, is imposter syndrome. I really want to talk to Tess about how much she deals with imposter syndrome from her clients that are young people, how common it is, and also how you can overcome it, as a young person especially. And so yeah, we end the episode talking about that. Oh yes, yes. It's very, very common. It's much more common from what I've seen with my female clients than my male clients, but it's definitely there. Um, so, I mean, there's something like they've done studies. I mean, it's a huge percentage of people will admit that they struggle with imposter syndrome. And, um, and, you know, one of the first things I'll say to people is it's completely, you know, it's completely normal. It's completely natural to feel at times like, okay, you know, um, I really don't know what I'm doing and <laughs> I'm trying to figure this out. And, um, and, you know, sometimes it is, there is a little bit of this fake it till you make it thing that you have to do if something's new to you and you haven't done it before of like, okay, I'm just going to stumble my way through this. But what's really important about, um, you know, why young people struggle with imposter syndrome and trust me, it just doesn't go away when you get older, but it gets better because the thing is, is when you're young, you don't have a ton of experience. You don't have a ton of life experience. You don't have a ton of you know, work experience, you don't have a ton of experience just navigating sort of, you know, post high school, college years. So that, you know, part of it is it is really hard when you are doing, you're doing a lot of firsts, you're having a lot of first time of this first time of that. Um, you know, especially if you're getting promoted, especially if you're starting a business, you know, there is that feeling of, okay, you know, I, Maybe I don't quite know what I'm doing. And I think that that's the part about just not trying to, not trying to um, focus so much on the imposter syndrome, not trying to like stay stuck in that place of like, oh my God, I don't know what I'm doing and everyone's going to find out, but also not swinging to the other side of, well, I need to have all the answers and I need to know everything. And that's the only way I'm going to be respected. It's really for yourself, finding this happy medium of, confidence within yourself of knowing that like, okay, you know, this is all new for me, but I've solved, I've solved problems in the past. I've figured things out for myself. You know, I've, 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 this situation might not be exactly like this before, but I have confidence within myself that if you give me a problem to tackle that I can tackle it. So that's what I really encourage my clients to do is don't, you don't want to, and as you can see, there's a theme of a lot of what I've talked about today is it's not about leaning one way or the other. It's really about finding this in-between spot that, you know, aligns with who you are and how you want to live your life and what you value and finding some happy medium that feels like it's doable for you, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, fully. That I was going to ask, how do you overcome the imposter syndrome? But you... you... You answered it very, very, very nicely already in the answer. Tess, I think we're going to have to wrap it up there. It was such a pleasure talking to you. I really enjoyed having you on the podcast. As I said at the beginning of the episode, this was a very different sort of episode to our normal episodes. However, it's it's equally, if not more valuable than the, than the other ones for sure, because I know a lot of young people, especially myself, that deal with, the, deal with these sort of problems. And I don't feel like they're going, going away anytime soon. Like... Obviously, as you grow older, you can find ways to cope with them. You can find ways to deal with these things as you mature. As you said, you know, for imposter syndrome, for instance, is you're dealing with a lot of firsts. And as you grow older, that, that might not happen. Obviously, it, it's still there, but it might, it might go, you know, 
be less of a problem. But yeah, it does. I guess, I guess, like as you mature, it, these, these sort of things they will go away. But like with with social media so prevalent, it's it, yeah, it, it is still very challenging. But yeah, Tess, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the podcast. How can people stay in touch with you and your work in the meantime? Yes. So uh, you could go to my website, TessBriggumCoaching.com or just Tess Brigham. They both will lead you there. Um, and I have a weekly um, newsletter. Uh, it comes out every Sunday. It's called Sunday Mornings with Tess. And I give you a lot of the same great information that we talked about today. So all you need to do is just go on... Um, just go on my website, sign up for the newsletter, and it will keep you, I give you a lot of great information, but it'll also keep you up to date on me um, and anything that I'm promoting. Okay, sweet. Thank you so much, Tess, again, for joining me on the podcast. And I'm sure we'll speak yes, soon. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Millennial Entrepreneur. It was such a pleasure talking with Tess and it was a real eye-opening one for me personally because I do suffer with a lot of these different things that we talked about. If you did enjoy and you found value from it, then please do leave a written review on Apple Podcasts and this will kind of be a, a, you know, a signal for me to carry on these sorts of episodes. It was a different one, I know, um, but I thought you guys would really love it. So I, I you know, got Tess on the podcast. Please follow us on Instagram as well. That's where all the new episodes get announced and all the previews. There's so much work that goes into that to Instagram. So I please, please urge you to, to follow it and show your support because, yeah, it's the sort of stuff that I know you guys would love to see. All right, that's it from me. Thank you so much for listening and I'll catch you in the next episode.